0: moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we interview interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we'll be
1: interviewing Miss Annabeth Gorman, who is the executive director of the Women's Foundation of Arkansas. So here's the interview. Well, welcome, Miss Gorman, to, um, to Aiming for the Moon. It's great to have you. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so you're the executive director of the Arkansas Women's Foundation. Could you just explain to our listeners what the purpose of the Women's Foundation is?
2: I can do that. The Women's Foundation of Arkansas, we are the only statewide foundation that works to help women and girls. So we issue grants, we conduct research and we also host programs and convenings all about the status of women and girls in Arkansas. So
1: it's basically trying to improve um, equality. Is that what you're, is that what it is? So,
2: well, or, you know, it's yeah. our focus is even more specific. It's uh, yes, we want women to have equality, but we uh, focus on economic equality. So we believe that when women have the financial, resources, that's when they have the choices in their life that help them and their families overcome barriers that women have historically and systemically faced.
1: So it's basically providing them knowledge about business and STEM to give them skills to be valuable in um, this market and this.
2: Yeah. So, you know, you talked about STEM. So for young girls, we try to introduce career, and educational opportunities in science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, because we know that those are pathways to better paying jobs. And so we ultimately want women to have um, better paying jobs so they can take care of themselves and their families. And so for young girls, we try to encourage them to pursue these opportunities that provide that.
1: That's, that's definitely really interesting and definitely really helps the community. What are the some examples of um, some of these opportunities that the, the WHA or the women's foundation of Arkansas has brought?
2: So we um, host a conference every year, unfortunately not this year due to the pandemic for eighth grade girls. Um, it's called girls of promise conference. And it's a two day event hosted here in central Arkansas. Eighth graders from around the state are invited to apply and for those two days, they meet um, n- women in Arkansas doing work in a variety of STEM fields, working in a variety of companies. Um, it's important for us to demonstrate that in your own backyard, there is opportunity. You know, and we want to encourage young women to really think creatively out and outside the box, um, you know. The image of um, some someone of an engineer used to have this very like um, it's a um, o- older white guy, right? Engineer, you know that's just not the case. And we want we wanted to kind of dispel those myths um, and really demonstrate that no, there are there are women in in these spaces, and the space is open to women. And when women take over those spaces, who knows what could happen then?
1: That's really interesting. So it's trying to dispel the myths of. Um white old men, I guess, in the engineering with your example. That's true. trying to put women back in.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I, I call it male, pale and stale. So
1: <laughs> that's, yeah. that's good terminology.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how politically correct it is, but I, I just like to say male, pale and stale, you know, so we were, women were kept out for so long of the workforce and we were kept out of opportunities when it came to our education, when it came to pursuing different types of professions. And so we just have catching up to do. And if we aren't intentional with programs and opportunities to do that, then we'll continue to see this gap.
1: So that's, yeah, that's definitely really interesting and also very helpful. Do you have any advice for um, female teenagers nowadays?
2: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I was thinking about that today. Um, you know, I think it's important that for a young person that you really, um, you be your authentic self, right? There are, you're going to get bombarded with messages on how you should look, how you should behave. Your friends at this age are, are huge influencers in your life, but, you know, as you get older, you know, you still have to become your own person. So at this stage, just because, you know, something that's popular amongst your friends, if you know, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be popular. So you have to really hold on tight to, what makes you special? What excites you? What give what what motivates you? And and look for ways, look for opportunities that really nurture that. Um, and there's there's a host of like resources and programs. And so again, you can you can be really interested in in one thing you know that encompasses your friends, but you can still have that thing that you feel like, you know, this is what I like to do. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I think that that's so hard for young people is to maintain your own authenticity, you know, because you've got all these pressures from social media um, and your friends and even your family about who you're supposed to be.
1: So basically be yourself. Don't let other people um, force your,
2: something on yeah. you. But also, I, I would encourage you to find yourself, right? You know, not just to be yourself, but to explore. Like, if you like, I, I kind of, I'm into, you know, anime. Well, explore the world of anime. Look for, you know, groups that are into anime. If you're into Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, look for like a, gr- a game, right, to join. Like, because, and so I guess what I'm saying is for young people in, in being true to your authentic self, you know, look for lots of people that will support that, right? I mean, develop larger networks that will support your interests.
1: That That's really interesting. So basically, find the communities. Don't just, you can't really be yourself without these communities of stuff that you like
2: oh, you just hit it on the head, Taylor, like, yeah, find the communities of support that will nurture that thing. And then you'll never feel alone, right? I mean, because you could be at home working on something, but you know that there are other people like you out there that are interested into that. So yes, you know, develop really healthy communities of support. So
1: moving on, uh, actually going back to Girls of Promise, Is there, do you think that is a great opportunity to foster some of these communities? Is that a big conference that you host?
2: It is. And so, you know, one thing that we achieve just, you know, that conference is one thing we do in our portfolio of work. But, you know, when the girls come to our conference for two days, what we hope is that those students and those teachers go back to their communities and become champions for, this community, right? Community of mentorship, the community of encouraging young girls to pursue different types of, of career paths, and so. And we're trying to create that 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 safe space, that community, um, but also going back and educating and empowering other girls to pursue these things.
1: That's really interesting. On a more personal note, do you have any hobbies, and if so, what are they?
2: I do have hobbies, um, so. One of my big hobbies right now is my um, toddler, my daughter. Um, <laughs> she's a, she's a big hobby that I have right now, but you know I love um, I I love mo- I love film. I love books. Um, I love exercising, I, I run a lot. So I like to run. Um, I also really love different types of cuisine. Like, so not just like I love food, but I love to try like really different food. And I like to try different um, if, you know, a country or culture is famous for a dish, like I want to try that. Right. So I really, really love, you know, doing things like, you know,
1: that is especially trying different cuisines is really interesting to me too, because it's like, what does this really taste like?
2: That's yeah. Really and, and so I I'm, I'm definitely not nervous about trying unusual things. I mean, yeah, I may not like it, but I feel like I might have learned something. So
1: Yeah, totally. What's mm-hmm. your favorite
2: type of music? Ooh, that's a great question. So, I feel like I've got an eclectic taste. I love all kinds of music. Um, I love um I love like when I was when I was young, when I was your age, I listened to a lot of m- music from like the 1950s and 60s because that's what my dad listened to. So I I had this huge appreciation for like, um, classic, classic old school rock and roll, like the origin, like the origins of rock and roll and like doo-wop. Um, but also I love to listen to the genre called Americana. Um, and it's, you know, Americana is, there's a lot of singer songwriters out of Texas that are called Americana musicians. I love Americana music. Um, but I also, I mean, depending on the mood, you know, I can listen to some, oh, right now on my um, Pandora, I've got um, a station that's all about, um, who, there's this really great band and they're called The High Women. And so I listen to this station called The High Women and it's all about, you know, it's like women who rock. And so it's great. I love it. <laughs>
1: that's a, that sounds like a great um, radio show or whatever, <laughs> radio Songs thing, whatever that is. <laughs> Oddly enough, I also listen to 40s and 50s music, oh, which really? is really weird nowadays. Because it's with the internet and everything.
2: It but, is, but yeah, it's, I mean, you know, a lot of that music was, you know, the foundation for music now, and and so I, oh I mean, yeah, I love, I love that music. So
1: yeah, it it really is funny, but they're really good songs too. Mm-hmm, they are. So, so I'm curious, what were you like as a teenager?
2: Well, um, so I, I honestly feel like I was I was similar to who I am now. I was a um, I was always involved in Girl Scouts from the time that I was really young, first grade, all the way to the time that I graduated high school. And so, I um, believed in women's empowerment then. Um, and so I probably was kind of that odd per you know, I was that girl that everyone talked about, Oh, there's Annabeth talking about women again, talking about girls, (laughs) but it's who I was. Right. I, 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 I then noticed like that there were I use the word inequities. Like, you know, why why do you think that it's weird that I would want to be the president one day? You know, why do you think it's wise that girls can't do this or we're told no? And so I was always searching for communities of people that were like-minded, right? So I was really involved in the Girl Scouts. I, um, I was really involved in girl state, that program that, you know, teaches young women about, um, civic and community engagement and participating in your democracy. So I, I naturally like would find groups that would nurture that thing that I was always looking for. Right. I I didn't, I would never say that I got, I got bullied, but you know, in a way I felt a lot of pressure from my friends, girls and guys, you know, just to, to be quiet about stuff that I thought was wrong. Right. You know, not to care so much, but that just, that just wasn't who I was. I cared so much, you know, if I felt that someone was being prevented from reaching their full potential, you know, and I felt like for whatever reason, you know, and it wasn't my parents telling me this, but I did. I definitely felt that there were these stereotypes that I had as being a girl that I wasn't going to be, I couldn't do things. I couldn't achieve things, and you know, I just was like, "Watch me! I'm going to do it anyway." So
1: that's that's really great. So you are a lot like how you are now. So always trying to empower women.
2: <laughs> I was, I was. In fact, like so, I recently found a picture of my. So when I graduated high school, they did this. The parents did this skit for like graduating seniors about like what their kid would be like be you know in you know 20 years from now and my mom dressed up as a girl scout wearing a cowboy hat. I'm originally <laughs> from Texas. Yeah, you know, I love Texas. And I like and so but the funny thing is like I worked for the girl scouts for a number of years. So I literally became the thing, the character that my mom dressed up as. That
1: that's really funny. And it was apparently really accurate too.
2: It was very it was
1: it was scarily accurate. Yes. <laughs> So our final two questions are the questions that we ask every cast. So mm-hmm. number one, what books have had an impact on you and why?
2: Um, so, and I thought about this in context of when I was young, what did I read a lot? And I did, I, I read a lot of books with like strong female characters. And so um, little women was a huge influence on my life. Yeah, you know, I thought that the character I read, I identified with the character of Joe Um, I identified with, oh, Elizabeth Bennett in Pride and Prejudice. I, I always identified with these strong, like female characters. And so, I mean, I read a lot as a young person, but I always kind of gravitated to these strong female leads. So, um, some kind of books that probably aren't, aren't popular, but there was this book called A Girl of the Limberlost that my mom gave me when I was really, really little, um, and it had a, like, a lot of influence cause it was this unusual girl that kind of did her own thing. And, and, you know, ultimately people appreciated her for being her own person. Um, there was, I loved the Nancy Drew books, like the Nancy Drew girl detective books that are, were really old and now have kind of become popular again. Like I read all of those and how I was like, that's cool. I could be a girl detective, you know? So, um, yeah, I just read a lot of books that um, I identified with a strong female lead and that gave me hope, right? If someone was writing about that person, I maybe couldn't see that in like when I was growing up as an example, but I was reading about it and that really inspired me, right? So I my, used my imagination to like find inspiration and strong female mentors and role models,
1: So that's really interesting. You were basically reading about all these characters that you hope to show young women now how that you can kind of become like them.
2: Right. And that was, you know, a lot of the work that we do now is is trying to showcase women that are doing really great work. But when I was young, you know, we didn't have, you know, social media. We didn't have, you know, internet really wasn't around until late high school, even in college. So like it was, you know, through books where I could really, like, see these women role models. And so that's why they were really, really influential as a young person to me.
1: And you basically just upgraded those books and turned them into, and put them on the internet, kind of, so that you know, more young people can see it. So they right. can see real-life examples.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what's cool now is that I feel the world has this appetite for strong, females, um, in a variety of capacities. And so I'm, I'm glad that I'm not just glad, like I'm profoundly happy that day to day I get to talk about, you know, women and their potential, young girls and their potential and, and, you know, creating pathways for women and girls to, to be whoever it is they want to be and to be successful in that regard. Well, that's
1: great. And our final question is what advice do you have for teenagers in general?
2: What advice in general? And so I I my advice is that to be forward thinking, right? To not just be thinking about this day, this week, when sometimes that's really hard, but to be thinking about who your future self is, right? If you could write, you know, if you could write your own biography, what would you want it to say, right? Like if you were and if you were like, what would you want people to know like about you? And I think that that's kind of an important lesson. So be forward thinking because, you know, the present moment is going to pass whatever, you know, whatever pressure you're feeling, anxiety you're feeling, you know, it is going to pass and and there is so much life ahead of you. You know, who is that that you want to be and what's the road that's going to take you there?
1: So basically have a, path that you want to follow. Well maybe not a path, but have an idea of where you want your destination to be. And work to get there.
2: Yeah. I think having an idea is a great way to say it because, you know, as you have that idea, you might learn something new and and that path may take you somewhere where you didn't think it was going to take you, but you should have an idea. You should be forward thinking, right?
1: Yes, totally. Well thanks so much for coming on our show, Miss Gorman. It was awesome
2: having you on. Well, thank you. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate your time.
1: Maddie, what was your take on that really interesting interview?
0: Well, personally, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I I loved it. I thought it was really inspiring. And I liked how she said when she was younger that like she had these natural, I feel like curiosity and also kind of talents for what she wanted to do like she like she said she was reading books um where the main character was a strong um female and how it was evident throughout her entire childhood but a lot of her friends kind of I guess like it sounded like they got sick of her talking about that and kind of like you like just just can you just not talk about that right now like yes we understand this but could you just not talk about women empowerment or whatever and but she stayed true to herself and she followed what she wanted to do and she's doing what she loves and making a giant impact and that's incredible it it really is and it's great what she's doing oh yeah definitely i mean the women foundation of arkansas and girls of promise sound like amazing opportunities so any of you girls out there listening go check that out definitely go check that out especially if you're in arkansas oh definitely yeah yeah
1: So I thought it was really interesting that her mom predicted exactly what she was going to be when she grew up.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) think moms know their child, like, at least my mom. My mom knows me, like, better than I know myself, like, sometimes. (laughs) It's kind of creepy. She can, like, when I'm angry, she'll know why I'm angry, even if I don't really know why. And, like, I feel like that is kind of, it's awesome that her mom just completely predicted what she was going to (laughs) be. And that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's really funny. So, she talks about how she loves 50s and 40s music. I'm in that boat, too. I'm weird. (laughs) I am a weird Gen Z person who likes 50s and 40s music. (laughs) Yeah, and the Americana music is really interesting. She also likes that, along with the 50s and 40s music.
0: Yeah, for any of you who don't know what that is, I didn't know what that was. I searched it up. It's like a kind of slightly different take on country music. So, sounds really, really great. I need to check that out. Yeah, Totally. Then she, moving on to
1: her books, so she recommended, like, um, Little Women and the books that had strong female characters in them. Personally, yeah, Pride and Prejudice, Um, those are all great books. I have read Little Women. I've listened to it. That's a great book. You'd think that because it's a classic, it's kind of, like, archaic and kind of weird. But actually, it was pretty good for a weird person like me. (laughs) I like a lot of good books and... And good music from a hundred years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah. And then on to her advice. I loved her advice. I personally really did. She was saying like, be forward thinking and think about your future self. And she said, if you could write your own biography, what would you want to say? And I feel like that's something we should all sit down and ponder. Like, cause it's so true. Like before thinking, it will benefit you so much in the future. If you think about, your goals or what you want to be. And what did you think Taylor?
1: Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that bit of advice. It was be yourself, uh, was the first word of that advice. Like Mm -hmm. when, especially for, um, young girls and women, young women, I feel, I feel like I'm old saying that, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, be yourself and have a plan for your life, like kind of have an idea, maybe not have a step-by-step plan, but you know, have a forecast of what you want to do that you can build, it. you can build up to that. And it's interesting. That advice is some of the most given advice on our podcast. I just find that really interesting because a lot of these people coming from different backgrounds are recommending, have a plan for your life and <laughs> discover what you are interested in before you find a plan for that. Cause you can't find a plan without knowing what you're interested in. <laughs> yeah. So that's, All of those pieces of advice, it's really interesting that they all kind of fit into places and fit into place, even with all these wide
0: variety of people. Definitely. Like we've had everyone from a PGA golfer to a military historian, from authors and entrepreneurs and like such a wide variety, and here we are. And their advice is so similar. I think that that's crazy. That's awesome.
1: It must be great advice if everyone. I know
0: it makes you like really wanna like you feel it makes you it like shows the importance of that advice if they're all giving it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit yeah,
1: for sure. So moving on, um, check out our website, aimingforthemoon.com. We have pictures of our guests and a little profile that Maddie wrote on them. Um, we have <laughs> usually we have their books and links underneath. You can click on it and take them and buy their book, look at their book, you know, see their book, see what they've actually been working on. Um, we have a series called podcast blogs, which we basically explain to you when I'm bored, I'll write these. It's kind of like, yeah, this is, this is what we're, this is what it's actually like to be a podcast host. It's not, it's not high and mighty or anything.
0: Yeah. It's like a per- more personal spin. It's really, I think they're entertaining, but that yeah, that's just them, us. So. <laughs> yeah. So
1: Maddie usually reads the books and she is reading the books. I know if you have been following us for a little bit, it seems like Maddie is not reading the books.
0: Okay. Yeah, she, it seems awful. We started school, people. Give me some slack. I'm reading the books. It's just God, Maddie's it's hard to find reading, time.
1: She's reading all the other books, too, for school. Um, yeah. So, so I'm reading res- them. In Cold Blood, I believe.
0: Have you finished that one yet? I don't think so, but I'm... She's close. I don't want to spoil it, but yes, I've gotten I've gotten into it. Just and that is our Gary
1: Rivlin episode, which is, I think a few episodes it feels like back. So long
0: ago. It feels like so long ago. But... That was it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so... subscribe, rate,
1: you know, do all that stuff that they tell you to. Review. And yeah, review, all that. So don't forget. Set your sets high. And aim for the moon.